Blue Jackets dropped their third game in a row uh, against the Boston Bruins. Kind of what I expected, but we're going to talk a little bit about that game and we're going to look ahead to tonight's game versus the Dallas Stars on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, trials, tribulations, all of the above and more about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also over on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed over there yet, then please feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. Uh, everybody wins. But uh, let's talk about the Blue Jackets. This is, after all, a Blue Jacket podcast, so we should talk about them the Blue Jackets did not play badly in this game. It was very much, it was, as again, it was a case of they were in it until, like, the last period, maybe the last, like, half of the second period. Um, it was 2-1 until, like, eight and a half minutes left, give or take. Um, David Pasternak opened the scoring on the power play, obviously, that's David Pasternak's 20th goal of the season. Um, he's going to make a lot of money this this offseason, which is going to be fun for people that aren't Bruins fans, I think. Um, power play goal. The penalty kill continues to struggle. Um, it's been getting better, and now it appears to have dropped off a cliff again. Uh, luckily, Boone Jenner scores a power play goal of his own to make it 1-1. Uh, from Goudreau and Line. Goudreau, again, having a real good night. Uh, he's up to 33 points on the season after two assists in uh, in this weekend's game. David Krejci adds another power play goal uh, with a couple of minutes left in the second period. Um, again, just power play goals, man. They're killing them. Killing us. Uh, it's it's not, not great, but... If you're going to do crime, then you're going to get scored on. Like the Blue Jackets, the power, pl- the penalty kill just isn't good enough right now, which is kind of what I expected. Um, you know, Zach Renzi logs a lot of power play minutes. Um, Nick Blankenberg was doing some power, pl- some penalty kill. Excuse me, Nick uh, Zach Renzi kills a lot of penalties. Uh, Bokus and Blankenberg, I believe, not. On the penalty kill, Jake Bean was on the penalty kill. So, you know, there's two of your big penalty killers on the defense. And it, I don't know, the penalty kill has been doing some weird things um, in terms of what they do with their forwards. Um, Boone Jenner got six seconds of uh, penalty kill time last night. I don't know what was going on there. I assume that they took a penalty and then it immediately got scored on, but still kind of, kind of an odd one. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, it's 2-1 with, like, halfway through the third. The, the Blue Jackets are still in this. Um, and then Taylor Hall scores. Thomas Nosek scores. Uh, 19 seconds apart to make it 4-1. Um, and that's kind of been the story of the season for the Blue Jackets. You know, they've been right there in the game. Right up until they haven't. 
Um, Patrick Laine makes uh, makes it 4-2 uh, with about five minutes left. Uh, again, on the power play, um, great to see Marcus Bjork get an assist there. Um, again, he's been he's been that power play quarterback. Uh, he had five and a half minutes of power play time last night. Um, that's, again, he was he and Gavrikov were the only defensemen to see power play time. Uh, Erica Branson got one second of power play time, which is very funny to me. I assume that's because it was right. It, there was a shift change right at the end of power play or whatever. But um, yeah, five and a half minutes of power play time for Marcus Bjork. Really good to see him get rewarded. Uh, good to see Patrick Laine uh, back on the score sheet. That's his ninth goal in, I think, 16 games, 16 or 17 games this season. So, you know, again, over a full 82 games, he's scoring at about a 40 goal pace, which is great and fun and you love to see it but just not not enough um the Bruins are the best team in the league they are and that's what we saw in this game honestly um it was very much not a case of the Blue Jackets being bad it was just that the Bruins were better by a significant amount um it is what it is. I'm not mad about this loss necessarily. I think there were things that the Blue Jackets could have done better, um, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But this kind of similar to the Tampa Bay game coming into it, I was like, okay, listen, they're playing a really good team. They're not playing very well, very good hockey at the minute. Um, these two things will probably coincide to uh, hand them a loss. And would it have been nice to beat the Bruins? Sure. I'm not mad about like, a bad 20 seconds and two power play goals against the best team in the league. I'm just not. Like, that's the third best power play in the league. Um, we're going to talk about special teams in a minute. Um, but first, I've got to tell you all about uh, one of our sponsors, which is something that I use literally every day. Um, and that is Athletic Greens. I started using AG1 because, you know, I just turned 30. Uh, and unfortunately, your health starts to go downhill around then. Uh, so I wanted something that made me feel better in the morning, um, made me feel like I could eat the things that I wanted to eat without, you know, suffering. Um, and that's what AG1 does. It's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced superfoods, uh, adaptogens, vitamins, everything good for your body. And uh, it helps you start your day right. Supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, just all of the things that you need uh, to, to do better or to be better in your life. Uh, AG1 can help with that. Right now, it's about it's your time to reclaim health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements, which is something else I love. I hate taking a million different vitamins. It's all in one with AG1. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's talk... Well, let's start by talking special teams um, because, unfortunately, the Brewers have a very good power play. Um, the Blue Jackets actually only took four minor penalties in that game. Um, unfortunately, the Bruins scored on two of them, which is, the, I'm not I'm not a math guy, that is 50%. Um, kind of the same story on the other side, though. Uh, Boston took 
six minors and uh well okay in fairness some of those were offsetting so the bruins actually took five minor penalties the blue jackets scored on two of them the blue jackets uh gave them three power plates and they scored on two of them so two out of five is not bad that is a 40 percent success rate however um two out of three is better that is a 66 percent success rate that is about what i expect from again the best team in the league third ranked power play um Blue Jackets' penalty kill has been struggling for, well, it's been struggling, um, and it doesn't look like it's getting any better. Uh, I don't know where they're at in the league right now, but I assume near the bottom, um, the Bruins probably jumped, maybe jumped a spot, honestly, maybe jumped two with that game. Um, Two power play goals on three attempts is... Even against a team like that, I don't think is good enough. Um, and again, it's I keep saying that I'm not mad about this loss. I'm frustrated and I am disappointed, um, which I think is which is I did just like I I had listened to that back in my head and realized I was doing the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed thing. Um, which honestly, I'm sorry to the Blue Jackets. I didn't mean it like that. I promise. Um, no, they are still um, third in the league on the power play, first on the penalty kill, um, interestingly, which I think does make it pretty impressive that the Blue Jackets did do that. Um, but the Blue Jackets are 18th on the kill, which is not honestly not as bad as I thought, but the 18th-ranked penalty kill versus the third-ranked power play, that's, that's, it is what it is. It's not great, but it could be worse. Um, and on the flip side... The Bruins allowed two power play goals against, I believe, the 29th ranked, tied for 29. Yeah, uh, tied for 29th in the league uh, with the Flyers. The only teams with worse power play uh, power plays are the Predators, which I wasn't expecting, and the Montreal Canadiens. So, like I said, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but great to see the power play doing things. Not so great to see the penalty kill doing bad things. And uh, that's honestly, I keep I keep coming back to this. Like, not not a lot in that game surprised me beyond the success of the power play. Um, the Blue Jackets have gone back to playing Cole Sillinger like eight and a half minutes a night for some reason. He's not getting power play time. Uh, he was the only center that was above fifty percent on faceoffs, um, apart from Kent Johnson, who was apparently a hundred percent, which I assume means he took like one maybe two face-offs. Um, I don't know where to find those stats, but uh, Cole Soldier was 50% on face-offs. Corrali was 38. Jenna was 31. Jack Rossovic was 12% on face-offs. Um, like, I don't... I don't know, man. Like, what are we doing here? It's it's frustrating. And I, I know that Rossovic had a really good game against um, LA. He seems to have followed that up with three very average games. Um, and so, you know, the, the annual Jack Rostovic hot streak apparently lasted for one whole game. And it's frustrating to see Patrick Laine have, you know, five shots on goal, uh, 20 and a half minutes ice time. Um, Patrick Laine had a goal and an assist. He had a two point game. So, you know, pretty good. Um, well, very good considering the Blue Jackets only scored two goals and he was in, he was involved in both of them. Um, at what point do we accept that Jack Rostovic is not a top six center? Um, Probably never, frankly, um, because Brad Larson has shown that he doesn't trust Cole Stillinger in basically any situation. Um, so he's not going to get that 
second line center spot. And then the other centers that they have, Sean Crowley is on the fourth line. That's where he should be. Um, like, do you put Johnson up there and do you do like Johnson, Chinakov, um, line eight, maybe, but then, you know, you risk breaking up that cylinder Marchenko Johnson line, which was, again, I liked a lot. Um, despite the fact that again, Cole Sillinger got the least ice time of anyone on the team. And I'm going to assume of anyone on the ice. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. I feel I'm I'm very annoyed about it, but I accept the things you cannot change, etc., etc., etc. Um, Ken Johnson's ice time continues to go up. Uh, he got 15 and a half minutes. He got four minutes on the power play. Um, so clearly, he's done something to to prove to Brad Larson that he can be trusted in these situations. Uh, Marchenko getting about 11 minutes. I'd like to see more from him. Um, but again, he got two and a half minutes on the power play. So his ice time is going up. It's just I don't know. How do you solve this Cole Sillinger problem? Honestly, like it feels it's so frustrating to watch because it's clearly a a vicious cycle of his confidence is is probably tanked. So he's not playing super well um, or I don't know. Actually, I'm going to pull up the natural stat trick and see um, no one really had a good game possession wise because, um, well, the Bruins, you know, but um, if you look at the game as a whole um typically some players surprise you and have pretty good games um the blue jackets in all situations had 60 shot attempts for 72 against so honestly a little bit more even than i thought it would be um and then if you go on ice um in terms of possession uh yeah cosanger did not have a very good game that that Sillinger, Marchenko, Johnson line didn't have a very good game at all, actually. Uh, Tim Burney struggled in that game. Um, the best that the Blue Jackets could do this game in terms of possession was Matthew Olivier, who had 11 and 11 in terms of shot attempts for and against, and also Patrick Liner, who had four, who had 11 shot attempts for and 11 against. Everyone else was a negative possession team, so no one had a good game. Um, some people had worse than, games than others, but... I was not. <laughs> I was not expecting Matthew Olivier to lead the team in possession. It's fine. Um, but to go back to my my, my point about Carl Sillinger, it's a vicious cycle. You lose confidence. You you lose your ice time. How do you build that back up? Because the le- the less ice time you get, the less chance you have to break out of that slump. The less chance you have to show someone, for example, the head coach, that you know what you're doing and that you can do this and you can play in this league. And it's just going round and round and round of. Brad Larson clearly not liking what he's seeing from Cole Sillinger and so not playing him, but how does he know what he's that he doesn't like what he's seeing if he's not playing him? You know? Like you you can't tell me that giving Cole Sillinger eight minutes a night as a nineteen year old is the right thing to do. Like and, and this is not a player that I think could benefit from going down to the AHL to build his confidence back up. Like he's he has proved that he can be an NHL player in, in his rookie season. He was fantastic. Um for whatever reason, he's not fitting in with the system right now, and that's annoying and frustrating to watch. So I don't know how you fix this Cole Sillinger problem beyond just just let him play through it. Like he, some, like so many veterans get the benefit of the doubt for playing through issues. I don't know why young players don't get the same. I like I know why it's because they haven't proved themselves yet. Blah blah blah. They need to learn how to play the right way and all this 
nonsense. Um, it's probably the most peachy way to, to say it. But man, I don't know. It feels like you can see his development taking a step back. And that's bad for the team. That's bad for, for Cylinder, first of all. That's also bad for the team as a whole. So, I don't know. At a certain point, they have to do something about Cole Cylinder. I just don't know what that thing is yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like whatever it is they do with him. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, in a minute, we are going to look ahead to uh, tonight's game, which is against the Dallas Stars and not the Detroit Red Wings, as I spent all day yesterday uh, prepping about um, so we're going to talk about the Blue Jackets versus the Stars, uh, how the Stars season is going in just a minute here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. So the Dallas Stars are playing very good hockey, which is extremely annoying to me, a person who hates the Dallas Stars. Uh, they're 18, 8, and 6. Um, they have a legitimate superstar in Jason Robertson, who has five goals in his last five games, uh, five assists in his last five games, excuse me, no goals in his last five games, which usually means that he's he's good to score at least two against the Blue Jackets. Um, goaltending is fantastic for them. Jay Cottinger, a real, a real star in this league. Um, 9.26 percentage, two shutouts, 12-4 and three record. Um, and they're getting acceptable goalkeeping, goaltending from their backup as well. Scott in Scott Wedgwood, who's six four and three with a nine ten save percentage. So goaltending is fine with them. Um, and again, it's one of those it's one of those teams where every single metric is better than the Blue Jackets. Their power play is ninth in the league. Their penalty kill is fourth. So we should watch out for that tonight. Probably when the Blue Jackets inevitably do crime or draw penalties. Um, Third in face-offs, fourth in goals for per game, seventh in goals against per game. Like, they're just... They're doing it all. Um, although, excitingly, I have just noticed that the Blue Jackets are no longer 31st in the league in uh, in goal... No longer 32nd in the league in goals against per game, actually. I assume the Ducks have taken over that, uh, that stat for the Blue Jackets. Um, can I find that? No, I cannot. Um... But very, very funny. Um, oh, Anaheim. That's the thing. And I was I was on uh, Locked On NHL last night with, with Gil Martin. Um, that'll be going up at lunchtime today. Um, and we talked a little bit about how bad this team is. But, excitingly, um, we are not the Anaheim Ducks. And so it could be worse, frankly. Um, we're also not the Chicago Blackhawks, who are on a seven-game losing streak. The Blue Jackets are only on a three-game losing streak. Will they break it tonight against the Dallas Stars? I don't know about that. The Dallas Stars are playing very good hockey. I feel like they typically play pretty well at Nationwide, which is, again, very frustrating to me, a person who hates the Dallas Stars, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Um, I can make some predictions, probably. Um, I think it's going to be a 4-2 loss, again, to the Dallas... uh, A a win for the Dallas Stars, 4-2, but... Johnny Gaudreau loves scoring at home, man, I think. And, and I feel like I've bet on either Johnny Gaudreau or Patrick Lyon to open the scoring in basically every game so far this season. But in my defense, I feel like Johnny Gaudreau has opened the scoring like five five times this season, five or six times. Um, so that's my guess. That's my bet. Johnny Gaudreau opens the scoring, but the, uh, the Blue Jackets inevitably lose and everyone comes together to complain again because that's that's the theme of this season. Um, but that's all I've got for you today. 
Uh, tomorrow, we're going to break down tonight's game. We're going to do the mailbag because I didn't get a chance to get to it because I decided to yell about Cole Sillinger instead. So if you have mailbag questions, you can comment on this video or any other video. Um, you can at me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can uh, at the podcast on Twitter, which is L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Um, you can direct message me at either of those two Twitter handles. Um, however you want to send your questions in, it's fine with me. I've got a couple of really good ones um, that might turn into longer, um, longer things. But if you have any burning questions about the Blue Jackets, about the NHL as a whole, um, about prospects, about the future, um, about what I'm going to have for lunch. I don't know. Um, you can do all of that at the uh, the places I just told you. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lots of Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. Uh, you're never going to have to get behind a paywall for uh, for Lots of Blue Jackets. So that is our promise to you. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Until then, make sure you stay locked on.